That's that's excruciating. Good evening to you, Mr. Dennis. Yes, and to you, Sir Eric. Happy New Year. The yes again. Yes, the we have in Spain the holiday where you give gifts around Christmas is the Epiphany on January sixth, ah. uh, which I don't know. You wait. You wait that time. Right. I mean, but if you if you After think Christmas. if you think about it, uh, it sort of makes sense because that's when gifts were given in the Bible. If you're going right that right. far, which uh, most of what we know of as the Nativity is sort of made up centuries hence, but uh, the it makes as the story goes right as the story goes. Uh, you know, taking not taking into account the the spider monkeys. Uh, but, <laughs> and 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 the and the and the shitting peasant. Right. We mustn't forget the shitting peasant in all nativity scenes in my house from now on. In fact, the first year I'm going to make one that looks like me, right. and carve it and put it there, and 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 it's there. Yeah. It's like uh, the, you've got. Hey, some people hey, do the elf on the let's shelf. Got a bobblehead. Let's make it a bobblehead, and we'll call it something new and make a million bucks. Yes. Right? So not only does it a shitter, but when you hit its head, it bobbles as if saying, yup, 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 I'm shitting. Yup, 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 yup. Yeah. I mean, we already have the, uh, you know, the elf on the shelf thing that is super popular among Americans. Oh, God, that is Americans, like freaky stuff. Which I hate it. I, I've never yeah, liked careful. it. Be uh, careful not to look at too many of those because they get inside your head and they stay there. Right, and that's that's not a good that's not a good thing to fill up your cranium. It's uh, but if you had a like, no a, sh- uh, a shitter on the sill or something, it doesn't rhyme. Nothing, not, not a lot rhymes with shitter. Uh, that you know, it's not like shitter, shitter. Yeah, but that's oh, there's you're no furniture. You're just such a kidder. I saw you were farting, but you were on the shitter. Well, that's the appropriate, that's the appropriate place to uh, to fart if it, if there is a place. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as unusual as it may be, right? You're right. To run to the bathroom to fart. So anyway, uh, but because my f- Spanish family has some uh, some Basque roots in the Basque country, they have a Santa-like figure that is a coal miner that comes and brings kids gifts on Christmas Day. So or lumps of coal or lumps of coal. Uh, but uh, we how about that? So. We, as parents in, uh, of, in, in my family, we have to give gifts on both days. So we have like two Christmases, where ah. two, two Christmas mornings, where, where you... Are the, are the presents more or less uh, less serious, more serious, some toys, no toys, some clothes, no... Are there rules in terms of... So which presents are more typical for either of them, and is there a difference? I would think there would be. Well, uh at least in our household, nothing gaudy for the epiphany. In our household, you would be wrong. Uh, basically, we buy a certain number of gifts and we divide it into two piles, and we give one pile on one day and another pile on the other day, keeping it more or less. And even. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Um, the uh, if it's going to be a toy that you're going to want to play with, you're better off giving that on the earlier date so that they have the rest of their uh, holiday off of school, their, vac- their their winter school vacation to play with the toy. Like if it's a, a bicycle or a remote control car or something right. uh, that you want to be outdoors and playing with, because then two days right. after the epiphany, they go back to school. So, 
that's, well, that was just a couple days ago for you. Then. Yes, just a couple days ago. Yep. So, uh, so where did you where, where did you hold it? Uh, both days were at our house. Uh, the New Year's oh, no New Year's Eve was at my in-laws' house. Um, uh huh. So we were in bed by uh, we were in bed by twelve o'clock for New Year's Eve, uh, and this was invented like fifty years ago by the obvious people that it benefits. Uh, they have this this um, this tradition of at midnight you either listen on the radio or the TV or something to the to the clock tower at the center of Madrid. Um, and with every chime of the bell, the 12 chimes at midnight, you have to eat one grape. A grape? A grape. So you, so you, so everyone gets ready with their little cup full of 12 grapes that all previously all counted out. And when it goes dong, you pop one in your mouth and chew and swallow and dong, you pop one in your mouth, chew and swallow. And, uh, better with smaller grapes, of course, but it's a, um, yeah, well, it was invented by, really hungry. <laughs> It, it was invented by the oh, uh, grape owners. by the grape, uh, grape by the vineyards. The grape, the grape Growers Association. Yes, exactly. They said, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if this was a thing?" And it caught That's on. It. And now like Valentine's Day, right. like Valentine's Day, created by Hallmark cards. Oh, they were just being so, oh, so nice to everybody. Yeah. Oh, it's a nice. So, so yeah. now well, every. But anyway, that sounds like a blast. It is, and then and then when it's done, you yeah. uh, have your champagne and uh, and what's really funny, uh-huh. what's really funny is that. Um, my parents really like this tradition. So uh, what they do is they get their they get twelve grapes, and then we do a, a FaceTime call with them at midnight here, which is six p.m. there, and they and they eat, and they eat, and they eat their grapes. We'll join in. We'll join in. And so they set it up. They um, it's a, just a fun, silly thing. Uh, you know, they're and they're both on the same day of because of the time change. Yeah, I mean, or no. Well, no, I mean New Year's but, Eve. There is New Year's one here. No, it's the other way around. No, other way around. Well, whatever. Who's in charge of time anyway? Imagine that. It's almost as you if know, it's almost as if you and I never have to schedule anything together. <laughs> President Trump could actually use executive order to eliminate time zone changes and create a new time zone and or eliminate all time zones and say that at, when he gets up at, you know, three in the morning after sleeping for three and a half hours, if he does, because uh-huh. he's so worried about everything. <laughs> and that's for every, that's 6 a.m. And so Trump o'clock. It's, it's time according to Trump. It's the, it's the, the, the Trump clock tower. This is what he's going to do next. It's not enough to, to, to bomb you know, to, to take out the top general in Iran without any respect for the co-equal branch of government here, right? And the War Powers Act. So, you know, what the hell? Yeah, there there have been there have been attempts in the past of fixing time zones and like trying to have a trying to have a one a one world time. Uh, the the Swatch organization, the Swatch company that makes the watches. Uh, they tried this one time in the 90s, I think it was, where they had as you know official swatch time, and the idea would be that people, when you had a a business meeting, uh, you know, a, a conference call from someone in Paris and someone in in L.A. and someone in Chicago, they could you could just say, look, it's going to be at you know 300 swatch time or whatever. I don't know what I don't know how it was based, but uh, and it huh. just it was just a total failure because we sure. 
we really need. Who wants to be bothered with that? We're bothered enough. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's like, no, you know, I got things to do. I don't. And also most of recalibrate everything. Most of most people's lives are parochial enough that you're not communicating with someone outside of your time zone. Uh, I'm sort of unique in that, that I have cross time zone uh, calls and meetings and things, but most people don't. And, you know, who cares? It's fine. And, right, 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 right. And of course, the whole reason that we started with time zone is is because of the the railroads. Before railroads, every t- every town had their own time set, and then but then when when it when we knew that it took two hours to get from uh, point A to point B, and you got it to point B, and their time was and their clock was different, uh, at you it was it was confusing. So the railroads really standardized yeah. time. But that's a separate, oh yeah uh, conversation. So anyway, uh, yeah, well, we we, a, we have this double Christmas thing. Concept. That's fun. That's fun. So you just got finished with that. So you're and see, we, it, we, we it, it, it kills me. Here about a, it, it it kills me as an American to have New Year's pass and it still be fucking Christmas. Like I I, I I'm I when when it's the New Year, I want to just start with the New Year and leave Christmas behind. But no, we have to go for another week. Oh no! And it's funny. I was just going to ask you that and, and premise the question with the fact that I want to keep everything up till the end of February. Yeah. No. Uh, we because it's so much trouble. To, it's so much trouble to put it up, and it's really pretty. And I know that prior prior to that, I'd probably grow weary of it, and and then we would do it earlier than that. But that's my attitude right now because it was a lot of work to find it in the containers and where they're stored up in our attic with all its crawl spaces. And yeah. The, the other, chore. the other thing in favor of, uh, and we decorate a lot just to finish with that. Right. The other thing in favor of your point is the winter still sucks in, in January and February. Uh, you know, m- m- right. and it's still dark. You might as well leave up some lights and some joy uh, a little bit longer until right. at least we can see a glimpse of spring right. and then you can start taking that down. Right. But uh, that's... that's and and you know what we have a we have a very realistic artificial tree that is just enough to fool uh, most anyone. It's I got it somehow secondhand, so it was really affordable. And uh, it's an eight foot tree, and it's gorgeous. And it's in three pieces. Nice. You store it in a big bag, right? Big canvas bag, hanging up in the basement. Mine's about so in the lights four feet. And so you, so you put it up, slam it up, right? It's it's two and a half hours, three hours. You leave it up. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like it's a dying plant. It's, not, it's just plastic. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're in the we're in a cold spell uh, here. Kalamazoo. I've been walking in the woods uh, frequently. We're two uh, blocks from uh, the entrance to a five-acre um, area, uh, c- conservation area, Wood. that has uh, wetlands and woods, wooded forest, and paths going all the way through it. And nice. it's really quite nice. Wide pass. You could easily walk three, four people across the pass. Uh, well-worn. Mm-hmm. But uh, in nature, smart. Um and there's a way to walk for me to walk to the Y. Through the and, woods. And I've got it through the woods. Through the woods. So I went through there the other day and I had on my uh, my uh, my canvas coat with the red lining on it and I got hot. So I took it off and 
put it on and had it draped over my shoulders with the red side out, and I was mistaken. For Santa Claus, for the, uh, again? For the big bad wolf. I scared me. By the, as, as the wolf, yes. So the, Wait, you were mistaken yeah. as the wolf because it looked like you had a yes. uh, little red riding hood over your shoulder? Yes. Taking her to do yes. horrible things. I'm combining. I'm conflating a couple of things here. On my story. That, that story. <laughs> he is dressed like a granny. He's dressed like her after he eats her. This is post story. He's yeah. already eaten her. So many of those stories. Now he takes her cape and he wears the cape. And, and that's who they mistook me for. But it's not true. So I don't even know why we're talking about it. There were only four or five children. They they were tragically affected in the in the in the five acre wilderness area here. You only ate four or five children? <laughs> well mm. at any rate. And so it's good to be here with you tonight at happy hour, which of course is happyhour.fm the show notes for this episode if we ever talk about anything worth linking to will be at happyhour.fm slash 042 and thus challenged <laughs> to, to 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 what apparently go go in, go in a new direction do you a know subtle, a message far and near <laughs> Do you know the the nerd significance of the number 42? George W. Bush was the president of the United States. Uh, Nope. Try again. That's true. Yeah, well. But that's not... Nerds don't care about that. Okay. It, uh... Have you heard of a... I guess it was originally a radio series, but there's a book called... um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Have you heard of this by Douglas Adams? What is it again? There again. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No. Nope. Oh yeah, the Guide to the Galaxy. The first word, I'm not sure, but yeah. Hitchhiker is important. Kind of sort. Yeah. Uh huh. But anyway, uh, they there's this throughout the whole book. There's this sort of mystery of um, this why some superpower has set up the Earth. Uh, to be as it is and it turns out that the earth is a computer that is calculating the answer to the life the universe to life the universe and everything and at the end of the book it's revealed that finally it the computer has spit out a number that is the answer and the number is 42 and so there's a whole sci-fi nerd culture that really respects that which number which means what 42 what precisely 42 what that's that's the whole point is that it's a a scalar number like that is meaningless without a unit or anything, and it's just it. The, the whole point is that the meaning of life, the universe, and everything is what you make of it because forty-two is it's all about is meaningless. Forty-two, yeah. So anyway, episode forty-two. Uh, some nerds out there would, would be excited. Us? This is this That's is us? episode number forty-two. You're you're in it right now. Well, I'll tell you, when you count the other five of these that I do the other five nights of the week, imagine <laughs> what those numbers are. So, for example, uh, my my uncle, 20 years ago, uh, bought the domain name 42.com. And Your it, uncle? On whose side? Mom's? No, dad's side. My father's little, Dad's little brother. Dad's got sibs? 
Okay, you didn't know this. Yes, he does. He's got an older okay. older sister and three younger brothers. And oh one of them was a. Uh, I guess I knew that. I guess I knew that. Yep. One of them was a uh, sort of computer savvy around the time that domain names were being bought up, and uh, bought them bought forty two dot com, and. <laughs> Apparently he's had offers over the years to to sell it for lots and lots of money, but he never has, and he's continuing to hope that uh, the price will go up again. But anyway, that's because of that. What's he do with that it? book? What's he do with the domain? I don't know. What's he do with the domain? You I got know. a link to it? Uh, there's nothing there now. Well, you might up the price by making it interesting to go to. <laughs> Just a thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Word of mouth. Word of mouth. At least it should Something be. Else besides just the name. But Jesus. at some point he. Uh, uh, Sounds like a lazy motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but there's. Um, apparently in New York City, 42nd Street is an important uh, street. Goes One would gather. One would gather along these lines. It goes by. I, think I see. Goes by I the think United. I see the pattern. Right. No, I just looking. The it's, it, it's the number. Wait, see if I'm right. It's the number forty-two. Am I right? Exactly. Wow. No, but like, uh, just by chance, that's an important street. Uh, it goes by the. And a lot of it happens in the state of Missouri. Do you know why? Forty-second state to join the union. Is that true? You're making that up. Yeah, of course, I'm not making it up. Yeah. I know the shit. Here we go, Mister Mister Quick Fix, Mister Pinocchio, Mister Pinocchio. See, na, 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 na. oh, it's rankings, and uh, I don't know. So, sorry. Missouri. They say Missouri. Missouri. Well, there's some nice fishing out there, man. Really actually, nice the 42nd state is Washington state. Missouri is way closer to uh, the East Coast. That's what is Missouri's number? See I don't how know. far off I was. I, I, I don't know. know. I could. I, let's see. List of states order added. Why don't you just ask the question about Missouri? When did Missouri become a state? Would be the question instead of having to review all the states. Well, when is going to give me a date? Just ask. But that's not what I want. Well, of course it. Will. I want. I want. Oh, a list. oh, I see. I see. You want the rank order? I'm sorry. Of course, you're right. You're forgiven. Uh, oh man, this is too funny. Your your memory is close. It's not 42. It's 24. Backwards. <laughs> I knew. Well, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Happens all the time. I knew there was would a you, two. I knew there was a four. I put them in the wrong order. Would you like to guess the date that Missouri became a state? We'll just go with the Fourth year. Fourth of July. No, it was August 10th, but what's the year? Um, 24th state? Yeah. 1869. Nope. Earlier. Huh. 18, 1849. 1821. Oh, that is early. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a. Yeah. There's yeah. a. That's right. See. We're, That's right, Buster. We're we're, edu- <laughs> we're educating the listeners. Doing a James Cagney imitation. We're doing a James Cagney imitation now. Yeah. This That's is. Right. Yeah. So the United States History Podcast. Guy. Welcome to our U.S. History Podcast. Let's see. Right. Right. And if you're and if you're. Life is so boring that this is interesting enough to you to still be listening. Then God help you. <laughs> I mean to tell you. All right, all right, smarty I pants. All right, smarty pants. Uh, smarty pants. Hey, hey, where, where's, where you go? Where's where you go? What? What number is Michigan? Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan. Thirty-three. Eh. Nope. Right after Missouri, 26. Oh, my God. Missouri, Arkansas, Michigan, and then Florida. Huh. For some reason, we thought Florida should be part of the country. Yeah. So yeah. Still still questionable decision. There there you go. So we can continue re- reading Wikipedia lists. Or, I don't know, we could talk about something Before, else. Well, there, well, we could. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having a good time. I mean, this is, uh, after all... Happy hour. I have uh, I have uh, literally uh, decided to uh, uh, move from drinking every day to every other day. Well, and I'm in my uh, in my I'm in my second week of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't messed it up yet. And the only reason that I'm saying that I'm doing it is because that's what happened when I tried to quit. Okay. You had the willpower so, for 24 hours. Well, so, and I thought, you know, hey, man, don't don't beat up on yourself. You know, you reduce it again. I mean, right. you know, so it may be soon that one weekend night and happy hour mm-hmm. are the only two times a week I drink, which is my goal. Well, I mean, Just it's, it's you got to be in phase with, with our recording sessions because. Well, that's true. That's true. And, and I can't imagine doing a happy hour without a drink in my hand i would feel absolutely naked metaphorically unlike you who once again i see is actually naked on the screen well what from what i say you are this is uplifting until i look and then i can't take my eyes off it it's like this you know push to look at this horrible image that you have where you see it when you look at a victim or an accident, and you, and you look away, and then you need to look at it again. Well, that's what this is like. Sounds a bit like uh, watching the news lately. Like <laughs> it horrifies you, yeah. but you can't look away. Yeah. So I have a an interesting story. I was editing our previous episode, in which you referenced a your friend Tom playing the Peter Gunn theme and exactly and so I thought oh that would, it might be fun to to edit in a little bit of the Peter Gunn theme just uh, at a low level while you were discussing that and I did that I chose the the Blues Brothers uh, version uh, which is amazing and uh, the and then when I went to upload our video to YouTube because we publish this on YouTube, for those of you that don't know that. Uh, YouTube said, hey, <clears throat> that's a copyrighted material. We're not publishing that shit. So, no. yeah, because YouTube, bef- you know, 15 years ago, YouTube had a big problem of people just 
you know, recording stuff with their VCRs and uploading it to YouTube. And, uh, yeah. and then, uh, Viacom was the big corporate, uh, master that came in there and they were like, well, right. you, can't, you can't be putting all these daily show episodes up on, on, on YouTube. Um, which is funny now because now all the comedy show, all the late night comedy shows understand that they need to put all of their bits up on YouTube to like that builds their audience. But, uh, yeah. b- back then. And so YouTube b- built, you know, this was after Google bought them is when they had this problem. And, uh, Google put a whole bunch of really smart minds into building these AI algorithms to detect, uh, like fingerprints of copyrighted material and to mark, Normally, what happens is if you put up a, uh, like, say you you're at your at a friend's birthday party and and people are sort of dancing to some song, and you record a video and you put it on YouTube. Well, YouTube's going to say, "Oh, I know whose song that is. I know that Sony Records owns that song. So any ads that that we display on this video, the revenue is going to go to Sony, not to you." Uh, which no oh, shit yeah which is pretty which is pretty clever well, right so but but some but, but what do you care right because you're just having fun right exactly uh but you're not trying to make money but some companies like whoever owns the rights to that uh blues brothers track uh will will say no you can't have this video on there at all uh the smart thing is to let anyone upload anything and then take all the revenue that it generates but some people aren't that smart um and the crazy the craziest thing is that I had a video where it was uh, someone in my in my Spanish family was having a birthday party and we were singing "Happy Birthday" to blow out the candles in Spanish. Cumpleaños feliz, cumpleaños, and f- the fucking algorithm saw that video and said, "Hey, no, Time Warner, oh. Time Warner used to. I don't think they do anymore. Used to own the rights to the Happy Birthday song." Oh my god! And I had a I had a video service uh, deny my publishing of that video because we were singing a traditional song that is sung all over the whole fucking world. Birthday song, right? The birthday, right. yeah, and uh, which is pretty wild. But anyway, so the 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 kicker of the story was I was like, well, oh well, I guess I'll just uh, re-edit it to take that out. And then I thought, well, hold on, let me go look at at the uh, at the guitar tablature for that song, and it's like five notes and so i went and i recorded uh, dun, 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 on my guitar and added that to the previous episode so uh there's that and that's crazy man. and of course the that's science the, the ais wow. uh wow because they don't wow th- there's you, you've got permission to do covers of songs right but but the but the tech is can detect just the little minute things that make it clear that you actually took the song from the CD or from the MP3 right. or whatever, uh, the official album version. Of the right, song. right, 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 right. So isn't that wild? That, that, that is wild. That, that is wild. And making money. If it makes you money, invest in the technology. Exactly. End of the day. So what's the deal with Elon Musk making his car company the most valuable car company in the most uh in the history of the motor industry not um not controlling for inflation this is news to me i and i would think that i would be listening to the tech uh radar enough to have seen that really tesla yeah i know the company that 
That's... And apparently there's something viral about him doing a dance over it in some conference, which you might want to link to. I personally hadn't seen it, and I meant to look at it before we spoke, but I didn't. Um, so if you find it, you can send it to me. We'll take a look. But uh, it's Elon Musk um, does a strange dance at, like, some board meeting or something. He's like this weird dude to begin with. I don't know if you... Yeah. You so know, he's one of he's these... like one of those eccentric rich guys from the Batman series. Yeah, you know? and, like, he's... I don't know. He, he just got lucky being an early investor in PayPal. Right? Like, he's not... I don't know that he's... I don't... On the one hand... I don't think he's done all that much amazing things, but on the other hand, I think that of the people that are alive today, the name that will be remembered in 200 years might be Elon Musk, because I think he, uh, he, he might be... From where he is now and from where he will be. Right. I think if he's, so this, this, if, if this he's able to do the Mars stuff... It's pretty astounding. It's pretty astounding. And, I, and, and anyway, you can link to it if you can find it, but... Uh, but that that uh, kind of blew me away a little bit. You know, I mean, the, this whole uh, discussion in the uh, U.S. here through the, through the uh, presidential uh, campaigning of the Democratic Republican side, all the impeachment stuff is the economic condition of the country and the Wall Street markets. And we've spoken about how I've run into guys that are very, very smart uh, financial guys who just love Trump and are diehard members of the 38%, uh, which ironically could uh, by now be up to 42. Wow, like this episode. The, um, the, like the thing is, if, you're, if your priority is how high can the stock market get, if that's your number one concern, then yes, Trump is the man for you. Uh, the... It's the stock market is doing great. Uh, my investments have, have have done well during his term. But if you also have like I don't know a conscience or care about people, then or care about having a leader that you can actually look up to as a leader, then pff, I don't know. Right? Hey, hey, can you find that cartoon where? Um... Martians land on the earth in somebody's backyard and they say to the guy who's working in his garden, um, can you take me to your leader? And the, the guy in the yard says, um, this is not a good not time. A, it's not a really good time right now. <laughs> can <laughs> that we... is a funny, funny cartoon. Can we post that already? I don't think so. But I don't think we have. I can I can find that. That will be at happyhour.fm slash zero four two. Although Dennis just read it out to you, so uh, it's probably not worth going to. But anyway, what is worth going to, however, is patreon.com slash happy hour. Because Dennis needs some more amber Whoa. drinks. And, and I Smooth. think I think you will feel uh, relieved to uh, deposit some money there on a monthly basis. Speaking of speaking of uh, being relieved in deposits, you only have one bathroom for seventeen of you. Yeah, I wonder how that's. Speaking of deposits and uh, securities, <laughs> or lack thereof, 
How does that work out? Well, I've some experience with that. It's, it's nice because the seat's always warm. Because yeah, somebody, somebody just, somebody just got out. Uh, and we have this, this queuing system. There's like this algorithm. There's an app, basically, where you, you schedule your bathroom times. And there's this oh. intelligent queuing system. And of course, and of course, and th- we have this prior, prior to the we have this with this it's this Internet of Things connected toilet that um, that determines uh-huh. the wow. con- the consistency of your deposit, and if it's if it's loose, for example, then it's going to prioritize you in the queue next time you request. But if you remarkable, yeah, it's remarkable. it's pretty. I should have expected. I should have expected another. So while it was being developed, did you ever shit your pants? Uh, well. Be honest now. Probably wasn't. Even though it's gross. Probably wasn't more than six times, if we're being honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> really, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, a little surprised issue, by your answer. The, I, I, my wildest dreams. I didn't think that you'd say that it happened more than once. You, you. I didn't say that. I didn't say as, that. As as the lead character in Misery would say, you are a dirty bird. Yes. Well, <laughs> as Annie. From misery would say, "Oh, you're such a dirty bird." You can flash on that with James Conn as the the uh, author that she finds in the car wreck and drags him out of the snow and puts him up in her bedroom, and she is his biggest fan for the character named Misery, which she strangely named her pig, who in an iconic scene grunts and grunts into James Conn's bedroom where he's convalescing to his absolute amazement and puts its paws up on its bed and Kathy Bates' character Annie comes into the room and says, this is misery. Oh, and he looks, he's recuperating broken legs. Oh, you named your pig misery? And then blah, blah, blah. And then as they're walking out of the room and the pig is following her, She's making the pig sound <laughs> to 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 James Conn. You have got to find this scene. It is I've seen the movie, but a long time ago. Yeah. Particularly if you know Kathy Bates' uh, just amazing portfolio of of of, of cinema. Yep. That to go back and to see this, I just flashed on it. Uh, I think uh, uh, yesterday sometime because I I did in fact catch up with Ray Donovan. I've spent miraculously seventy nine hours over the Christmas holiday, and now I am waiting for Sunday. Wow! So that I can see the next episode. So that pig probably doesn't like to be lonely. What's that? Because misery loves company, right? <laughs> And that's kind of how she feels. And in the beginning of the movie, he gets a little nervous when she says, oh, you know, I, I got mixed up about this or that and the other. And, you know, I'm not and, and I hardly ever do that anymore, at least not since the trial when I got all mixed up in my testimony. And it's never it's never mentioned again until late in the film. You, you need to get some flashes of this. It's And, and if you like James Caan, you can appreciate he. His characterization of what it's like to be in pain, physical mm-hmm. pain, is it's it's like the best I've ever seen. He absolutely nails physical pain. It's astounding. I think it's the best eh, the best James Conn film ever. So you, you can check it out again. Old I've, Pine. We'll I, come back to this. 
I've seen it. Now I've I've pulled up images of Kelly Bates and the pig and yeah. I Big Red Pig. Yeah, I don't know if I've read that one. It but it's it's got Stephen King all through it. Like that level of psych uh disturbance is um Yeah. Is very very king. And when and when she when she goes on a tear and starts screaming at him and just goes wild, the look on his face he is so expressive in 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 the mixture of fear, and wonderment, and anxiety, and yet plotting, because he's so he's a very intelligent uh, character of an, an author. I, I'll remember. Well, you can Google it and remember his name. I can't right now. The author the film, of I, I oh, can't. yeah, it, the author of Misery. The author Stephen King is what you're saying. No, 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 no. I know the in the Sheldon. Sheldon is the author's name in the movie. In the movie. Paul Sheldon. Yeah, Paul Sheldon. In the movie, yeah. the author of the book is Paul Sheldon, who's the victim of Kathy Bates' character, Annie, who apparently killed her killed her husband years before, which was the allusion to the, uh, to the trial, I suppose. That's got to be... Uh, for... I don't know what kind of uh, Victorian romance novels. That's what it says. Uh for a for a novelist to write about a novelist victim is kind of an interesting uh, yes. sickness. Well, Stephen King, you know, he's stoned, so when he writes, there's no telling. I remember the the the, the novel. You 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 remember the name of it, or or be able to look it up. Where it begins in the in the woods, and all you know is that somebody who's in the woods, a hiker, uh, kicks a stone or something. As, as as he or she, I can't remember which, is walking and looks and notices that it's not really a stone. It's uh, it's uh, it's metal. And when uh, the hiker starts digging around it, it seems to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually, it's a spaceship that's fucking 200 yards fucking long. Huh. Boom. Drop the mic. Walk away. That is going to probably be the Tommy Knockers. Yes. Look at those skills. The Tommy Knockers. Yeah. The Tommy Knockers. Hey, I saw I saw last night, interestingly, um, the David Bowie documentary of, of, of his years that included and then concluded with Ziggy Stardust. Yes. And it's got to be part one or part two. Um, but I had no idea of his early years when he did pantomime and and was disastrous in in his career. Disastrous. And he just kept plotting on and changing things and plotting on and became the superstar that he always wanted to be. It's yeah. astounding. Well, it is astounding. Guess what? When you look into the actual stories of the most successful people. Their early lives are just littered with those failures and attempts and the perseverance to go and try again and try again and try again and try again. That uh, almost no one that is that became super well known uh, just came out of the gate and was and was like that. Uh, it's that's that's very much a myth because we like to think, oh, uh, the the 
the new artist of the year uh, just just appeared out of nowhere. No, the new artist of the year you no. didn't you didn't hear about them because they were failing and failing and failing and failing and failing and failing, right, and right, then right, just right, right. they got the lucky right. break or they got the right uh, hook in their song, and that's why you know about them now. Um, his his earliest albums were about songs about from a children's a child's perspective, and as the documentary you know discusses. It was unheard of at its time for this pop, you know, uh, artist or this, this this songwriter and singer to do song from a child's perspective. And it was fascinating, but not at all uh, interesting to, to most of the public. But what the documentary does is it corresponds his emerging career with the fact that his first album, and this is astounding to me, his first album came out the same week of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That is... That's how he dates. Right. And when he went to a next level and did this little strange uh, two guitarists and a woman singer, and uh, it was called Chingaling, I think was the name of the tune that they did. Very odd, very soft. It was like when the release of the, the like the Led Zeppelin three came right. out. Right. You know? And it was like, and then he found Ziggy Stardust, and that's what he needed. And in the new persona, he wrote all of his amazing hits and albums except for a couple which some of which are so iconic and just astounding to me that i i just love them i just love them um anyway it's 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 a nice thing to take a look at and spend some time listening to that's the one on netflix called finding fame perhaps well it's yes that is the name of it it's also on uh hbo um and uh maybe it's not on netflix Maybe Showtime. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. What what it all is, but I don't have Netflix, so it's it's it's. I'm not looking at it on Netflix, and so you don't have hey, Netflix. Hey. So. Did you, I looked at Ricky Gervais's. I saw that um, introduction. Did you say it? I did. To the Golden Globes. Yes. Oh, my God. He just speaks the truth. Like he is, and I went on a Ricky Gervais binge as I've done. His best roast, his ten best roasts of all time. Yeah, you can't stop laughing. He is so funny, and the thing is, he thinks and knows, in fact, that he is funnier than shit. So when in this one talk show, where the the talk show is showing talk show host is showing Ricky Gervais's pictures of his 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 wife, his significant other, mm-hmm. and and they're funny. Because it's a picture of the back of a woman and a couple of ducks walking away. And the caption of the picture is, Jane is looking for some friends. Right. Yes. It's about his wife. And then the next one is, Jane, her back again and a shadow behind her. And it says, Jane thought she found another, Jane thought she found a friend, but it was her shadow. (laughs) And while he's being described and shown, Ricky Gervais has almost fallen off the chair in laughter because he knows how funny it is. And the next one is is a picture, an old timey picture in the 1940s of of a, of a trash can with a, ba- a a fake baby in it, and the trash can says, "Put your ugly babies here." And the caption reads, "Jane at a young age." <laughs> yes, he is so 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 good. Uh, and oh, I've I just, I've been a fan of his I, since since forever. Um, and I don't know if you've seen, I don't know if it's on, it might be on Netflix. Well, first of all, I loved in his Golden Globes, which he's been so ruthless in previous ones. I can't believe uh, that they've invited him back so many times. His introductions to Mel Gibson yeah. are 
Just well, he said some so, he said some shit about oh. about everybody and about you know Oprah in the in the, the past years and um, it was just just wild. But the um, it, you I highly recommend his his TV show that he's plugging uh, the called Afterlife. It is it's so it's so good. It's it's about yes, I've seen it. It's- is, what character does he play? He plays this grieving husband whose wife has died of cancer, and he can't, you know, he just doesn't want to live anymore. And But somehow they take the saddest possible scenario, and it's funny. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's dark. It's dark, 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 dark humor, but but it's it's still it's still really good. I I very much enjoyed that series, and I'm looking forward to right. the the one that's about to well, come out. Well, and you know what? It reminds me. I I've, since I've run out of Ray, I'm looking for a new binge. I think I'll binge Ricky Gervais what I can find, but I'm not sure. I see a lot of Ricky Gervais on HBO or Showtime. No, I wonder if that's the case. He's he did a um, Ricky Gervais because that's what I have. I don't have Netflix. I got Netflix upstairs though. I could go up there. Really? You'd have to walk all the way up the stairs. He did a... He's got some stand-up specials on Netflix. Um, and he's just... I don't know. He, but his TV series. The one about the, the small people. Well, okay. Um, there, there, he, he After The Office, he did one called Extras. Which was funny yes. because he got to use his clout to have uh, cameos by super famous people. And... If you if you haven't seen it, you have the 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 one to see is uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Uh, have, have, you, have you seen that episode? Hey, he's he's got a new he's got a new Star Trek movie coming out. Yes, he does. It's called Picard, I believe. But it's the um, yes, called Picard. But the, there's a there's a one scene that I will try and, and link uh, in the show notes at happyhour.fm/slash zero four two, where it's. It's just Ricky, who's a who's an extra in this film, hanging out in the in the in the trailer of of this huge movie star, and Patrick Stewart is telling him about this idea that he wants to have with um, the, this this scene that he that he thinks should be in a movie where he's there with a with a woman, and uh, something happens and the, all the woman's clothes fall off, and and he's just there and he's like and I can see everything. And and Ricky's um, just like super uncomfortable, uh, like why is this guy telling me this? But then he it, they just repeat it over and over, and it's so so good. And Patrick Stewart, obviously, you get a link to that. Yes, he's, he's an amazing actor, and <laughs> and just nails the deadpan, uh, like yes, uh, no, I I I really want to be in a movie scene where there's just this naked woman there, and <laughs> it's just so. <laughs> It's sort of like every oh god every thirteen year old boy. I've seen him do. I've seen him do funny stuff, and he's just consummate. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah, and and he's he's got everything that that you need the timing and and whatnot. Yeah, hey, did we talk about the movie where it was like the Who Done It and it was um, the Knives Out? Chris Evans, the latest one. Oh, what was it? There's a, the latest one is called Knives, Knives Out. Out. We, I haven't seen it, Knives so Out. no. We did talk about it. Yeah. Oh no, no. We'll take a look and and look at the uh, homage to uh, Game of Thrones. It's just it's, which I would it's, not it's, understand. It's, but... it's a remarkable. Why? Because you're not. Oh, that's right. You don't follow that shit. No, no I don't. Huh? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, uh, have you seen Moonstruck yet? Hold on. In the last episode, we f- we figured out your next binge, which it needs to be Breaking Bad. Oh. 
which it is a, a, a HBO or Showtime. I have no idea where it can be found. I don't but know. You I need think to... it's Netflix. Netflix might have bought Netflix. because I was looking at uh, at Better Call Saul, which is the the sequel, and I think Netflix has that. So they might have bought AMC. AMC was the original uh, creator of of those. Right. Um, so yeah, you might need to walk all the way upstairs to watch that. Or well, it's it's it's, it's not it's not my uh, it's my wife's room. It's her space. Ah, uh, it's her TV. Well, it's her space. Can she give you it's, her? It's her sacred space. Can you give? Can she give you I do her login? Here, I go up. It's, I do it when she's not here and only with permission. If you, could you, so as not to. With Netflix, you get a certain number of logins available, so different devices. Maybe you could. Yes. Find a way yes. that way. And good yes. lord, Netflix yeah. is a is a is a dangerous pit of entertainment because there's just so it's much. So stuff much. There. Like very very much like so like much. Ricky said in his Golden Globes thing, Netflix just owns us now. Like their their growth in the past year. Uh, is has just been uh, incredible, outstanding. Right. So there's that. Oh, and I'm yet to I'm yet to re-see The Irishman. By the way, I uh, I think I'm going to do that upstairs. That's probably what I ought to do with my time is make and, and and just see instantly that the TV up in the attic does not have that awful goddamn soap opera effect calibration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, uh, which I don't think it does. Which I think I think that the newer is it true that the newer versions of televisions may have it? Uh, it's probably better, more so than older versions. I think. Well, older when newer versions have the soap opera effect. Older versions less so. Well, when the when the when we switched from projection to LCD, uh, the the brief stage with plasma didn't have it, but with LCD, they definitely have uh, this this problem where. Because they can show so many frames per second, they do this sort of merging between them, which is what causes it. Uh, but I met, but that was like that started ten years ago when when that yeah, problem really right. really happened. So I, I suspect right. that your modern, the more modern your TV, the it might be smarter about that than the older ones. But I could be wrong. Uh, so you will have to report back on that. Reporting back the news tonight. No, you have to report back in the future. Hey, so, uh, you have to do Chris the Como research first. Doing U.S. news. Chris Cuomo taking himself way too seriously lately. He was good when he started out. Now, seriously, he's got his own shows and shit. He's like way, way over the top. To Who me, Chris Cuomo. Just mentioning it. CNN. Chris Cuomo, the governor's son. Yeah. Um. There's a show where he's interrogating people who are sociopaths, and it's so fucking ridiculous. He says to a sociopath, do you have violence tendencies? And shockingly, the sociopath says, no. And he says, do you ever want to uh, humiliate and hurt women? And shockingly, the sociopath says, no. Do you ever want to belittle anyone for violence or and the and and the guy who's in jail says no, and it goes on, and this is what they find of of interest. This is how his fame has created. It's it's. Are you kidding me? Would you, you think this is? Would you lie? Would you lie to a, to a reporter? Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 I can't imagine, Chris. Any bells going off here? Mm-hmm. You. He's like fucking whoring to get the fucking money. At least when he was a reporter in the 
the news. His passion was appreciated. Now he's just making the money. I hope he doesn't come after me. He's a big dude, man. He works out and shit, you know. I mean, hope I don't get him mad. And he's all this flap about, you know, all this Italian heritage stuff, you know, and Guido this and Guido that. It's like, oh, man, a lot of drama, Chris. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of th- drama. Thankfully, I watch zero CNN. Oh, well, so. that explains your absolute zero interest in anything I've just said. That's okay. That's when two, that's what happens when two people talk. Sometimes one person says something that's of no interest. The other person, the other person politely sits there and listens to it. I didn't even look at you. You probably weren't rolling your eyes. You're probably being attentive. Was I, I appreciate it. I wasn't supposed to be rolling my eyes. <laughs> hmm. I, my eyes were closed when I'm telling such a dynamic story. So I wasn't <laughs> looking at the screen. Plus I have your naked body is enough to re- re- repulse me. I've got a brief little thing to uh, to tie back with both the Irishman and hopefully we can stop talking about Ray Donovan, but I've been watching it. And the one thing that I really wanted to tell you about Ray Donovan is how young John Voight looks and acts like it's 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 even eerie. Though, well, he's even, playing a man of his own age. Yeah, no, but he's he's 80 something. Right? Oh, uh, really? He's y- 80. Yeah. And he's playing a man who's in his what 70s. I get he's eighty one, yeah. but but he's but so in, he's playing a man in his early seventies. I guess, but but he's he's in shape and he's jumping around and and just he's, oh, not, he's not acting like oh, an eighty he's, year old. He's just fit it's, as a it's, fiddle. It's a it's it's a performance of a lifetime, and and I'm in I've been a fan of his. I've seen everything he's done. I think um, he's he's just an you know interesting character that he's is chosen over his his repertoire and his film career and his acting career, but. This is the epitome. And now that I've seen 79 hours of Ray Donovan, and uh, there isn't a moment when John Voigt, when Mickey Donovan is on the screen that you could even consider tearing your eyes off the screen. Right. He, every instant, he is riveting. He is riveting. They just, well, this isn't a spoiler per se, but, um, and if it is, you can edit it out if you'd like, but, Later on in the episodes, they show him in his early life, and it's an amazing with film. another actor. Unex- yeah, well, yeah, okay. right. Not de-imaging or any of that that yeah. bullshit. Uh, another actor who who gets his voice down so extraordinarily well, and the cadence of his voice and his intonation, particularly in the opening scenes, that his looks, which are a bit less cohesive. In that uh, Mickey Donovan, John Voight, has what is called in some circles a pancake face. When you look at a, 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 a side view of him, you will see that from his forehead to his nose to his chin to his mouth, it's relatively flat. Mm-hmm. This guy had a schnoz. Uh. Even though they dried. But it didn't matter because he was perfect. And it's like, who the fuck cares? Maybe Mickey Donovan's nose was broken purposely and appropriately so many times right. that they finally removed it, turned it into a fucking button nose like what he had. But yeah. But I, I recall uh, seeing the, um, there's a Star Wars movie called Solo where that is supposedly uh, Han Solo yes. as a, as a I've young, never heard, I've never seen it, as a young guy, I've not, but I've heard of it. And yeah. the, the actor 
the 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 actor did such an amazing job. He he was Isn't that the actor who was in Elton John. Uh, no, uh, the actor in Solo. He he was Harrison Ford. Uh, in like he he inhabited that. Um, he channeled him that 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 role so well. The actor was. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, Aiden Inreich, who we don't know anything about, but anyway. No. Uh, but it, it, like you, when you were talking about an actor, be, you know, becoming this other person at a younger age, uh, that re- reminded me of that. It was just so, so uh, right. clever. So, hey, man, um, this has been an amazing hour and 10 minutes. You can edit out a good deal of anything that wasn't interesting, but the hour's closing. Yeah, the final episode will be like say to you is, 12 minutes, I think. Just the good stuff. <laughs> just just the stuff where I was talking <laughs> and the part where I was interesting. That kind of, so I was on Delta Airlines waiting line today, and they said, hello, you've reached Delta. There are other customers being served. Please hold. Mm-hmm. It will be approximately four minutes until your call is reached. And then, uh, 19 minutes later. 19. Mm. And they fixed it. Good service. And I told him that. He said, I said, your, your, your estimating software said four minutes, and it was actually 19. And he said, and I quote, well, that's not very. That's that's not very accurate. And I said, no, 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 it's it's not it's not what you'd call accurate. No, as he said, oh. as someone that uses uh, computers and writes computer software for a living, uh, I can tell you the the best way to infuriate a user is to have one of those progress bars that doesn't move linearly to say to estimate the time something's going to take and then either have it jump around or have the time estimate get bigger. Like if you're going to estimate time, uh, you really have to be accurate or, or, uh, under promise and over deliver, you know, say it's going to be, it might be 25 minutes. And then in, in only 19 minutes, they, they were able to talk to you. Then you would leave with a a good taste in your mouth. Right there. Uh, right there. That is the that is the title of this episode. Which is what we do. You just said it at happyhour.fm. You just said it under promise. You just said it. The title of and this episode. Over delivered. That's it. I gotta go, bro. It's been vivid. I will see you very shortly, my brother. My man. My main man. Eric out. Okay, I think that does it for episode 42. I hope you learned the answer to life, the universe, and everything. You can support us at patreon.com slash happy hour, and you can find the show notes for this episode at happyhour.fm slash 042. If you'd like to prepare some grapes, you can wait until the music is over, and then you can eat some grapes, just like the Spanish do. See you next week. 
dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and dung, you pop on your mouth and chew and swallow and